Welcome to the Agape Podcast. I'm Beck, a passionate, sold-out lover of Jesus who accidentally started a Christian singles ministry. And now I want to help as many people as possible to find their husband or wife while being super healthy and full of hope. So get ready for some real, raw talk about all things singleness and dating. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome everybody to our latest podcast. I'm joined with my, by, with my, by my, blah, 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 by my amazing husband, Nick. Hey, Nick. That's me. That's, <laughs> see how formal we're being? I'm like, hey, Nick. And then you say, that's me. No, you say hello. <laughs> hello. 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 Um, yeah, we're super excited to talk to you guys today because this is the topic that, um, has been coming up for me for a little bit when I talk to singles and they're just saying, you know what, I'm not, I'm not meeting anybody new. Um, it's something that, you know, I have, um, even had, like I've been coaching two girls recently and it's something that's even come up for them. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but first we just wanted to give you guys a bit of a life update on what's been going on with us. Because as you know, I feel like you guys are kind of living this married journey with us. We are about to hit five months married in how many days, babe? On Friday. Um, on Friday. Or today. Yes, that is correct. No, no, no. That's not correct. Today's the third. On Friday. Third. So Tuesday, third. Wednesday, the fourth. fourth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the date? The sixth. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know it was Friday. I just knew it was the six. <laughs> I knew it was three days away. So we're about to hit five months married. Um, still kind of crazy. A little still. bit messy at times. Uh, literally had a fight tonight. Um, but we're getting really good at um, we're sorting things out. Things are becoming more peaceful. We're getting into more of a rhythm, uh, which is really nice because in the beginning it was just kind of like make it up as you go. That didn't really work so well for us. So I think it's been more peaceful, wouldn't you say? Yeah. 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 And we are having conflict less and less because we're learning each other and we're, when we do have conflict, we definitely um, are sorting it out a lot quicker because we're learning how to do it better and how to communicate our hearts and our feelings and our desires in a much better way. So, yeah, that's been something super fun. What else have we recently... Done, babe. We 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 are um, we have a new addition to our family. Beck got a puppy. No, we got a puppy. I, if anything, it was your idea. Um, okay, so I don't know if we told them the story. I don't think we have. No. So Nick loves dogs. We literally cannot walk past like any sort of dog without him stopping and being like, "Oh my gosh!" and just like having to play with it, having to be all about it. And, like, it sometimes takes a bit of time to, like, walk through, like, a park. <laughs> um, so Nick loves dogs. So he waits till the opportune time where I'm, like, kind of hormonal. I'm about to get my period. Actually, I'm very hormonal. Um, and he's like, hey, why don't we go to the pound to just look at dogs? And I was like, oh, no. And And so for me, I haven't wanted a dog for a really long time. And I made it really clear when we got married, like, hey – I'm just not in the season for a dog. I want to be able to pick up and go whenever I want. And it just, it, it feels too constricting. And it still does a little bit. I'm still getting used to it. But 
I don't know, then, and I just kind of thought about it, prayed about it, spoke to my, I, have a, I had a life coach at the time who I was talking to about stuff. Um, and yeah, it was just good to kind of process through like what was coming up for me. And, um, you know, then I was like, okay, it's not like the worst idea and people have dogs and live full lives and can travel. It's just, you know, how you navigate it. So I was like, okay. So we go to the pound and I'm like in tears <laughs> and I'm not like a really like emotional person, but I was like crying. Cause I was like, all oh, these dogs are so sad and no one wants them. And Nick's like, woohoo, this is so great. <laughs> Weren't you? Um, sure. You were loving being in the pound. I just like playing with dogs. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we eventually, I, I found this one dog that I was like, oh, it's so fun. It's so cute. And I thought it was going to be great. And it was really docile. And they literally get it out of the cage, out of the, it's like um, caged area. And it's, like, mental. <laughs> and they're telling us how, um, like, we can't take it to the dog park because it doesn't do well with other dogs. It's been in fights. Um, he literally, like, takes a dump right next to me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, he's probably not the, quite the temperament we want. And then Nick turns to me. We literally looked at, like, three or four dogs by this point, And we were like, nah, none of these are a fit. We just didn't feel peace on it. And then Nick turns to me and says, what do you say? I think we should look at the puppy. And I was like, uh, I don't know. Do we want a puppy? Like the, he, he's just busy telling me how like erratic they can be. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, should we get a puppy? Um, I was thinking like an older dog is kind of on his last legs. You know, a little bit more like calm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, then we, I was like, okay. So we got the, we had this little puppy come in. And when I say little, he's humongous. And he's four months old, and he's probably the size of, I don't know, you say, because I don't know how to, I don't know, pounds and stuff. He's like 35 pounds. 35 pounds, and how tall is he, would you say? Two feet. Two feet. Yeah, he's big. He's like, and his feet are ginormous. And and Nick's like, I don't think he's going to grow to be that big. I'm like, really? And everyone's like, no, I don't know, like maybe 50 pounds. I'm like, okay. And also, I don't really know how much 50 pounds is, so I'm thinking, that doesn't sound like that much. Um, but then, so yeah, we fell in love. I just kind of prayed and I just felt like, oh, this is really cool. Like, I like him, you know, but then he was a puppy, so we couldn't pick him up for two weeks. He had to get his misters cut off and, um, <laughs> and, uh, he had to get his puppy shots. So then we finally got him, but it was good because it gave me a bit of time to adjust to it. Cause I was like, oh, still feeling like, do I really want a dog? I'm not so sure. And now he's my best friend. <laughs> now it's your dog now it's my dog now I'm like Nick out of my way like even tonight I was out and what was he doing babe just sitting in his kennel like being sad because you weren't oh really yeah. <laughs> oh I, okay I did, you didn't describe it like that before so yeah we have this beautiful cute cute little button little dog and it has this like derpy ear where it like can't go up or to the side it just goes on top of his little head just one of his ears like <laughs> so he's walking around he's got one ear down like normal and the other one's just on his head he's so funny and he's such a good boy he like it's like been for i think for the first three days he didn't quite get the pooing and peeing outside thing and now he like goes to the door or waits till we take him out and that's when he he does his business like he's so good one time he even got out of his crate when we were at home and we came home and he was just kind of waiting on the on the rug for us (laughs) he did nothing to the house and then um one time he was, we were about a block, Nick was like a block away with him 
and he got out of his collar and um, Nick came to the door, like our front door, and he was just waiting, <laughs> just waiting to be let in. So he's really good. I think God blessed us. Like I was pretty scared and I just kind of prayed and I feel like the Lord really showed up. How do you, oh, and, and, and we called him. Well, Nick wanted to call him Jack. And then I was like, what about Jack, Jack? And so we called him Jack, Jack or Jack for short. And how do you like him, babe? Oh, he's, he's a good dog. Yeah. I'm happy he's part of our family. Sorry, guys. I'm tired. It's been a long day and I'm doing this new. Um, yes. Tell us about uh, Nick's on this program. Um, yeah. I'm doing this program uh, for weight loss. Not because like I'm super overweight or anything like that, but I just want to learn it and start helping people lose weight and be physically fit. And uh, and you do you have a goal weight as well? Yeah, yeah. And it's just uh, I'm in detox right now, so it's a little rough. Yeah, he's had a hard day, and by him having a hard day, I've had a hard day. <laughs> it's been an interesting moment, but we we got through it and it was fine. But um, yeah, if you ever have a husband or a wife or um, anyone going through detox, it's not like a super fun time. So got to give them a lot of grace. But we have had um, two days of like eating really clean. And um, Nick is being on a pretty strict diet. I wouldn't call it a diet. Healthy eating program is probably a better way of putting it. Um, and he's actually partnering with a really quite big mentor in Bethel um, who has kind of taken him under his wing in a weight loss fashion. Like it's not like spiritually related at all, but um, it's just been really cool to see like this guy really step up and like help Nick and really want to pour into him, which has been really cool. So we're going to be documenting that journey and just kind of seeing how his body changes and how he's feeling and how he's enjoying the food. And um, I went shopping today and the cut was like a hundred times healthier than it usually is. Cause I ate pretty good, but um I find even being in America, there's more propensity. <laughs> Nick's more of a, like, chips and burger kind of guy. I'm not. Um, and so we've, like, totally changed the way we're eating. Hey. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that's really cool. We're only on day two. So he's doing the program, but inadvertently I'm going to be blessed by it, I think, too, because we're eating differently. Uh, we had these, like, awesome meatball sliders tonight with, like, like uh, turkey bacon, really lean turkey bacon. Um and what was it? Pickles and lettuce and a tomato. Not that you guys need to know any of that, but um, it's just like finding healthier alternatives and like low fat cheese. That was more something that like I have thought would really appeal to him. It was like a, called like a cheeseburger slider, but there's some other stuff too. Like we had fajitas on lettuce wraps yesterday, which was just like chicken and bell peppers or capsicum if you're from Australia and uh, romaine lettuce. So that was really good. So yeah, we're, we're kind of a, in this transition phase of like, we feel more like a family. We're getting healthier. Um, I was a, a leader for an essential oil company in Australia. So I've been eating clean for, or as clean as possible and living as clean as possible without like toxins and chemicals and all that kind of stuff. So it's just really cool to like kind of get back into like prioritizing health. Um, that's something that I'm really passionate about. And I know that Nick really enjoys fitness and being healthy too. Hey babe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So let's get into it because we're already a couple minutes in. So today I want to talk about how we can sometimes I, I hear people say, you know what, I'm not being asked out. Um, you know, there's no one around. Um, I'm not meeting any new people. 
And I read this awesome book called How to Win Friends and Influence. Ah, no, that's not the book. That's not the book at all. How to Get a Date Worth Keeping. <laughs> I have read How to Win Friends and Influence People, but that's not the book I'm talking about. Um, How to Get a Date Worth Keeping. And it's something that I actually brought into, um, you know, when I'm coaching, I've, I've been coaching a few girls through the dating process. And wh- when they used to say to me, you know, I'm not meeting anyone new. I, I really had to say to them like, oh, are you, are you going out? Are you meeting? Are you, are you going to events? Are you going to things to actually seek to meet new people? Because I think what happens is we get stuck in the same routines of life. We go to the same coffee shop in the morning. We go to work and we work with the same people all day. We come home, you know, we might go out with the same group of friends on a Friday night. Um, and hang out, you know, but we're not really putting ourselves in front of new people and having new experiences. And so really, um, if you're thinking purely as a numbers games, take the, um, the Lord intervening, take, you know, everything else out of the picture. If you're looking at pure numbers, obviously the more people you meet, the more likely you are to get asked out because if you meet 50 people, there might be five people who like you, um, and want to ask you out. But if you meet five people, there might be one or none that actually, connect with you and that you're compatible with. And so I think a really big thing and and something that we can do and like you guys can do and me when I was single is actually going, okay, what, what can I do to actually go out there and meet new people, put myself in different contexts, different um, spaces, different uh, spheres of influence, different types of friendship groups so that I can meet people who are different to me who are new to me. I gave each of my girls um, the task of meeting three new guys every week. And some of the criteria was that they had to have a conversation with them um, and they had to be single. So they they had to meet three single guys. They had to be single and they had to have, um, you know, enough of a conversation with them that the person would know how to contact them if they wanted to and, um, you know, know enough about them to know if they would want to date them. And at first that seemed like a really big challenge, but as we brainstormed, as they started to step out, which was really cool every week or pretty much every week, they were meeting at least three new men. And the really cool thing was they were starting to show and project availability. They were getting friendlier. They were getting more and more comfortable with speaking to the members of the opposite sex. Um, you know, and then something really crazy started to happen. They started getting us down. They started, um, yeah, just having people approaching them, Christian and non-Christian, you know, which had never happened to them before, you know, a non-Christian guy coming up and saying, hey, you're really cute. Like, I'd like to get to know you. Um, and obviously they didn't pursue that, but it's just like something was different in the spirit. There was an intentionality now that they were going out and actually showing, hey, I'm, I'm open and available and I'm getting to know new people and I'm putting myself in new situations. And so, you know, one of the girls is from a smaller town and was like, there's not really that many men. And we just challenged that. Okay, well, how about you go to this event or that event? You know, uh, probably there aren't many in your everyday life, but what if you start to go to different things, go to different events, um, go to, you know, young adults groups that different churches host, just anything to just get to know new people. And that's not even necessarily just with the intention to find someone to date, but the more friendly you are, the more you get out there, the more people you're going to meet, obviously. And they actually grew so much through the experience and things really shifted in the spirit. So that's one thing that I really want to encourage you guys 
If you're struggling with meeting people, start going to different places, start going to different things, start going to different events. When people post things in groups, maybe you're part of a Facebook group where it's local and people are posting gatherings and get togethers, go to those things. That's literally how Nick and I met. We were at a singles event and he showed up and I would never have met him. Well, actually, I probably would have met you eventually, but maybe, maybe maybe not. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Um, I hope I would have. It probably would have just delayed us getting together by a little bit. Maybe. The prophecy wouldn't have been fulfilled. Oh my gosh, listen to you. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, yes. I mean, I guess, so for me, sorry. Like, it like sounds like, like you're going to say something like, so... I, I, have pause. Like, I have like the biggest brain fog right now. Like this is the best time. You guys are getting us really raw and really candid. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I just noticed for me that like all my friends were married, and it was just kind of a little boring. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was complaining to a mentor of mine about it, and he was just listening to me complain and complain and carry on and. Uh, and he said, okay, I want you to, I want you to get on to BSSM singles and meet new people. Well, that, that's a Facebook group that I was running at the time. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to, like, I don't want to, I don't want to date. No, not to date, just to meet new people. And like, and I did, and I just, like, I put myself out there and I just, I just said yes to a lot of things. And, um. And just tried new, different things that were out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we went whitewater raft. No, not rafting. Sorry. We went on a float. And actually, Nick really annoyed me during the entire float. He kept coming up to us and, like, like, I don't know what you were doing, but every time it seemed like you pushed us into the trees. So we kept, like, getting flung into, like, the, the rapids. And he swore he wasn't doing it on purpose, but I was like, leave us alone. Who's this guy? But I was never in the trees. Yeah, because you 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 <laughs> propelled off us, propelled us into the trees, and like all the sticks and stuff, it kind of hurt. Work smarter, not harder. Oh my gosh! And then he would just like mosey on by and be like, "Hey guys!" And we're like fighting for our lives with these paddles, trying to stay out of like the bushes. Um, <laughs> so again, that wasn't like a super great impression. I mean, we were, we were kind of giving each other flack, but it was like all in fun. But also, I was like, "Leave us alone a little bit because this is annoying me." <laughs> Um, but yeah, like there are so many people that we have seen just come to events or come to certain things and they're meeting a whole new set of people and they're going on dates. And even if nothing eventuates, they're learning about themselves. They're putting themselves out there. They're allowing the Lord to speak to them about, Hey, what does it look like to put myself out there? What are the things that are coming up in my heart when I put myself out there? Um, you know, and actually God's just really in there in the midst of them dating and dating well. And so, yeah, I really would encourage anyone who's struggling with feeling like they want to date, but kind of looking around and going, well, who who am I going to date? Start doing things, start going to things. Yes, God can drop the person in your lap, but that is the one in a million story that people... I think a lot of the time hold up as the, um, as the rule, but I really think it's the exception. Uh, I don't think usually it happens that way. I think it happens 
a lot more organically, just people meeting people. And from what I've seen with these girls that I'm mentoring, like they're going on dates, you know, and they're getting to know people. One girl went on like seven or eight dates with one guy. I mean, they decided, you know what, not to progress further than that. But before that, she hadn't been on a date in so long, I think like two years. And just because she started to step out, she even asked a guy out for coffee. And he was like, yeah, absolutely. He loved the confidence that she had to approach him. Um, and again, she's not pursuing him. She's not, um, you know, being kind of taking over the male role or whatever you want to say about that. She just thought, you know what? I would ask a girlfriend to coffee. It's not that big of a deal. It's low stakes. I, you know, want to just do this. And, and I feel like I'm, I'm really comfortable in myself and my identity that I can. And so she did and he loved it. And they went to coffee and, you know, it's just actually getting out there. I feel like, is the biggest thing and going to things. I feel like I hear so many people complaining, especially in the groups that I'm running, to be honest, um, in one group in particular. I'm not meeting anyone. Like, oh, there's no events. Rah, rah, rah. But they're actually just not going to any. There, there are actually been a lot of events and a lot of things that we've been putting on. Um, and if they're not meeting anyone, I, it's really up to them. Like, you will get out what you put in. If, if you take ownership for your own singleness and your own walk and say, you know what, I want to meet new people and um, put myself out there more. Like, I can guarantee you're going to meet guys if you start going to events where guys are at. We have a game night, you know. We used to have a game night all the time, every week. We would have a game night, and it would be, like, eight guys and me. And I think Nick's the only married one. Yeah, you were the only married one. And there were all these single dudes, and we would invite girls to our game nights, and for some reason they just weren't keen. I'm like, okay, well, that's where the that's where the single guys are at you know, on a Friday, Saturday night. And they're really amazing. <laughs> and if you wanted to get to know them, you could come to our game night. Um, but I mean, we always had a blast. I never felt like I had to try and convince, you know, beg anyone to come. Um, but it was just very like, okay, really like, if you want to get to know some people, I'm speaking more to the girls here, get up, get up, go out, meet them, go to where they're at. Um, do you have anything to say to the guys on that? Um, I mean, it's, it's the same thing, right? Like, um, just take a step out and do something new. Um, you know, here in Reading, there are swing dance classes and they're always looking for guys. Um, so like just, just in the numbers game, you know, it's a good ratio of, you know, more women than guys. Um, and just to that part about like women pursuing men, you know, like if it's, if, if you're, if you're a woman and you're, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, happy fun. No, I would, <laughs> I would say if you're confident and yeah. bold, mm-hmm. like then by all means, like make the first move, Yeah, you know, like, like pursue a little bit. If you feel like you have to, if you feel like you want to, um, you know, like, I don't know if there's a verse in the Bible that says women shall not pursue men, you know, or men must do the pursuing. I, I think it's, I think it's, um, or at least initiating, I think is what you mean. Well, because you don't, I don't think a good woman needs to be pursuing the entire time. I think it's okay. No, I'm not to, talking about the entire. I'm not talking. That's about what I'm saying. I think it's okay to initiate. I think it's okay to initiate. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. 
Sorry, we're just having a little spat. I'm sorry. I keep cutting you off. <laughs> sorry. Right. I'm trying to explain what I think you're meaning, though. I'm meaning exactly what I'm saying. Okay. Like, women, <laughs> if you feel like, like, like that's something you do, like, and you want to pursue a guy a little bit, go for it. Do it. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, you pursued me. Yeah, it was different. Yeah, it's not different. It, it's the it same was different. Thing. No, I think I think there has to be a time. I think it's okay for women to initiate, but I don't like the word pursue because it kind of means that we're doing all the work or it has that connotation or implication that we're doing the, the most of the work and trying to, like, put ourselves in their path and work really hard for it. And I don't believe that we should – I don't believe that you you should have to do that, like – I believe that it's in the heart of a man to pursue. And so I think a woman can open the door or even initiate like the initial coffee. Um, but then there has to be like a, a change in the status quo where he kind of goes, okay, yep, yeah, this is something that I want to do. I want to pursue and starts doing it as well. Yeah. I think, it's not all her. I think the there time. is a mutual, like there has to be a mutual pursuement. You pursuement? Know? Yes. I don't know if that's a word. You just make stuff up. I love it. That's what I'm going to use. <laughs> um, yeah, like, it's no fun for a guy if he keeps trying to pursue and pursue and, well, okay, yeah, I guess. And there's no reciprocation of that. There's no there's no part on the woman's side, you know, four or five dates in where she's like, hey, do you want to do something with me? I like, see what you mean. Okay. You yeah. know? Yeah. Um, Again, and being able to initiate and show interest. Yeah, it's all semantics. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I, I just think, like, I read an awesome quote recently that that said something like, um, you will never have to, oh, what was it? it? You will never have to, um, like, navigate your way into a heart that wants you there. So I think, for me, I'm more on the side of, like, being a woman, being like, oh, kind of putting myself in guys' way, in a, in a guy's way, trying to do lots of things to like get them to notice me, maybe even initiating the, the um, and, you know, initial coffee. This was when I was younger, not so much before we got married. Um, and then feeling I was doing like a lot of the work and they weren't that interested. Um, and then I'm like, oh, there's a moment where like you, there's an acceptable amount that I think a, a girl can do. But then it's like, hey, if he likes you, he will pursue you. And if he's not pursuing you, he probably doesn't like you back, which kind of sucks. But it, it shouldn't be completely up to you to, like, keep this thing moving because <laughs> he's not interested. And that's okay because you'll find somebody who is interested and thinks you're amazing and, you know, like, will want to pursue you. And it's the same for the guy as well. Like, it's the same for the guy. Like, if you're doing all the pursuing and you notice that, like, oh, wow, she's not really that engaged with me. Mm, like, yeah. You know. Like, it's, it's, it's the same for a single man. Yeah, so we still need to give them encouragement that, like, we're still interested is what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or even, like, not even just that you're interested, like, that, like, you want to hang out. Right? Yeah. Like, like, there's nothing wrong with, with a woman engaging and saying, hey, do you want to go do this thing with me? Yeah. You know, do you want to go see a movie with me? Or do you want to go on a hike with me? Yeah. You know? Like, it let, it makes us feel special. Oh, and, and we like it. Oh, <laughs> the little softy. I think I think more than special, it makes us feel wanted. Mm. Yeah. Well, you're so cute right now. I just want to smooch your face. 
This makes we gotta keep this PG. Oh, just PG, not G. Well, what takes it to PG from G? If we your accent <laughs> that if we make kissy noises to each other, that's PG. That's all back. <laughs> Nick, Nick, stay off me! Oh, stop! Stop trying to tickle me. Okay, just kidding. He wasn't doing any of that. That's the great thing about like, radio. You could just say anything. It reminds me of that episode of The Office where it was like, do I, tr- do I, stop taking off your pants. He's like, I'm not taking them off when he's being recorded. It's so funny. Anyway, digressing. Um, so yes, yeah, so let's talk about the role of confidence in dating because the more guys that I've spoken to, pretty much all of them, like I even surveyed like a bunch of dudes say there's like 30 to 50 guys I've spoken to or surveyed and they all list confidence as the key for attraction pretty much mm-hmm. are you doubting that you gave me a no, funny face no, a funny look. okay so for me I thought wow like and they could even say like if there's two girls equal in um, attractiveness equal in um you know just everything aesthetically they kind of look the same but one is confident that actually will be the person that they will gravitate towards because it seems like, um, she knows who she is. She's confident in, um, you know, bringing herself. She loves who she is. And so I think that was something that really captured me. And I, and I wanted to talk about that confidence because I'm not saying arrogance. It's not like inflated ego or thinking better of yourself than everybody else, which is what I believe arrogance is. But actually knowing who you are and whose you are. Um, and that was a really pivotal thing for me. I remember breaking up with a, a guy when I was like 17. I wasn't saved yet. But I wrote out a list and I kept it in a book. And it was like, I am I am fun. I am um, likable. I am, And it was like all these affirmations. And that's before I even knew what affirmations were. But I had such a low self-esteem, such a low opinion of myself, that I actually had to write them out and read them every day. And then even... After I became a Christian, I, I started doing that because I was like, oh, I need to partner with God's truth over my life and for who I am and how he sees me. And so I started um, just having these affirmations, really meditating on them quite consistently, actually, and just really going, okay, God, like, where is my identity? Because I really believe that identity and confidence are very much intertwined. Um, if I were talking about true godly confidence. Um, and so actually for me, I became more confident the more I came into who God had created me to be. The more I understood my likes and dislikes, the more I understood uh, the character that God had given me, the personality traits that he has given me, that they're not bad or, um, you know, negative things. Like, you know, there's some things that maybe people, not everybody loves, but it doesn't mean that they're bad. Um, it just means that, hey, this is me. This is a part of who I am. And as long, I mean, I'm talking about like if I'm allowed, okay, if I'm outgoing. You know, not everyone loves that. But really owning like, oh, this is how I've been created. And this is, I am a unique expression of the uniqueness of who Christ is because um, I'm made in his image. And so what does it look like for me to come in the fullness of who I am? And as I started to walk more and more into that, I came in the fullness of who I am (laughs) and it made me a lot more confident. Um, I started to develop more self-worth. I I started to, before I used to just date anyone. 
um, who was Christian. Anyone who said they were Christian. Gosh, that sounded really bad. Just anyone. No, not just anyone. But anyone who said that they were Christian, I was like, sweet. Um, And then I was like, oh, actually, I think I can do better than this. As my self-worth started to grow, I started to realize who I was um, worth, what I was worth and who who was worth dating me. And I really started to just, um, yeah, really see the value in that and really see like how God had created me. And then my confidence just exponentially grew. And I think that was one thing that um, really helped me as well. Like when I was dating, getting asked out, I'm like, I've, I've shared before that I had a boyfriend that said like, oh, I saw that there was hope in you. I love that you were outgoing or that you like approached. I think Nick said that. I love that you were outgoing. I love that you like approached me at one point. Um, you know, I, I wasn't like, and, and when I say confidence, I'm not even talking about outgoing because people can be um, more introverted and still have a quiet confidence in like knowing who they are. So please don't take it to mean like you, you have to be outgoing. It's just how it manifests with me. Cause I'm a more, I'm an extroverted person. I'm more outgoing, but there's somebody like Nick as well. Who's maybe a little bit less extroverted than me, but still is very confident in who he is, knows how he's been created, has, um, identity from the father and can come in the fullness of that. And that is attractive because it's like people are living in the health um, of, of who they are. And so, I don't know, babe, why do you think that men are attracted to confidence or confidence in women specifically? Um, I mean, not that they'd be attracted to anything, but like, as I mean, in like, I what is just, it? I think just in general, men attracted to women or women attracted to men, like confidence is just a very attractive thing. Or like, even if you see somebody at work and they're very confident in what they do, like you're, you're, like you're, like you're attracted to that, like you're drawn to it. Or like if you see like or you see a mentor and you're like, oh, I would like to be like that person. You know, and they're confident in who they are, they're confident in what they're doing. You're like, oh, I could actually learn from this person. Like you're attracted to that. Mm. Um, so just in general. I, but I think like the difference between like confidence and arrogance is like confidence is rooted in in who you are and knowing your identity. And I think arrogance is just rooted in insecurity. Mm, okay. Um, like we were at an event. Beck and I were at an event a couple weeks ago, and there um, was a was a guy walking around and just like talking to girls and trying to buy girls drinks, and mm. he got shot down a couple times. And I like, watched him, and it was kind. It was like it was kind of comical, and then it became sad. Yeah. But he was so like he was arrogant. Yeah. You know, like one girl told him no, and he was like, all right, on to the next one. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear that part. And like, um, but just the way he held himself, like, uh, it It was like too cool for school. Yeah. And it's like, like, that's not attractive. Yeah. Like, like you being a douchebag isn't attractive. (laughs) Yeah. Like. And he, and and that's the thing, like, yeah, I haven't got to speak to this person. He came up to us and offered us drinks and stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm good, thanks. But there was just this air of I'm amazing, but not in, like, a sanctified way. Yeah. <laughs> and and um, very much like, okay, there's nothing in this for me. Bye. Like, this isn't fun anymore. Bye. Um, I'm only in this to, like, pick up chicks kind of thing. And I don't think – I don't know if he was saved or not. It wasn't a Christian event. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure he – like, I don't think he was. Um, but – like you were saying, just picking up on that difference was really like, we could just tell we were like, Oh, didn't make us want to go over and like chat to this guy. Yeah. I mean, 
I, I have a friend, and when I first met him, I mean, great guy, loves the Lord. Uh, had an ego, and like very arrogant. And, um, and in the last two or three years of knowing him, like watching him drop the ego mm-hmm. and become confident in himself, um, become like confident in the fact of like, Hey, I can like, I can have all this stuff going on and all this hurt and all this pain. Um, and, uh, like I'm still okay. Mm. You know, and I still know who I am. I don't have to hide behind something. I don't have yeah. to hide behind this facade to uh, get you to like me. You know, and I think that that's what we do a lot in arrogance. Arrogance is just hiding behind something. It's mm. hiding behind. Facade you know, is a good Yeah, word. the amount of money I make, the car I drive, the house. It's all status. Yeah. You know, arrogance comes with, like, status. And, like, do we really care about those things? Like, like, do we really care? Like, do I really care if what this guy drives or what this girl's car is or, you know, where, you know, like, if if it's just trying to impress me? No, uh, I don't. I don't care about any of that. Um, I mean, and even if I'm going to, like, choose a friend. I don't know. I'm saying if a guy in a Ferrari ro- rolled up and was trying to pick you up, you wouldn't be a little bit, like, tempted to get in? If I could drive it. If you could drive it. <laughs> But like, yeah. But no, like, but then like, where does it go after that? Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, and so confidence is is really key. And so, how can we grow in confidence? Well, I think we grow in confident confidence in, in vulnerability mm-hmm. and, and learning who we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think we grow in confidence in trying new things. Yeah, and either succeeding or or missing the mark mm-hmm. and having to try again and having to try again and, yeah. and having to pick yourself up and dust yourself off and try again yeah and learn and learn and take the bruises and just walk through it yeah. and over time it creates confidence you know oh hey i've, I've been through this before yeah oh i i, I know what this is you know, oh, I, I know what this hurt is. Okay, I can walk through this. Mm. Um, yeah, that's really good. You know, I think some of the most confident people are some of the most vulnerable people. Mm-hmm. And some of the most real people. Yeah. Because I know it won't hurt them. Right. Yeah. And they're not, you know, um, they're not overly concerned with what somebody might think of them. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah, I would say confidence is really believing about yourself what the Father says about you as well. It's like, and surrendering to him the things that maybe you don't believe yet. Mm-hmm. I think the more I, spoke, um, the more I had people speak life over me um, and the more I was kind to myself and had grace for myself, like in moments of mistakes or hardship or oh, I, I did something wrong or Oh, maybe I'm gaining weight or whatever, but I'm, I have grace for myself. Oh, I'm still valuable. I am still amazing. Um, I think the biggest hit to my confidence that I ever had was I'd always had pretty good skin and I had been on the pill um, for basically for my skin because I was like, I don't even want to get one pimple. I didn't have like acne or anything. I just didn't want to get pimples anyway. And 
in 2016, God told me like to go off it. And I totally believe that it was like medically, like just to protect me. And like, I had to go through this massive detox because I'd been on it for like 10 years since before I was a Christian. And so I went off this, um, like this birth control pill, can't remember what it was called. And I had a massive reaction for like a year and a half. My skin was like detoxing. I, I mean, I will never take it again. I'll never take anything like that again. Um, I had rashes. I had rashes all over my my neck. My face would burn and peel. I had cystic acne. Um, I like I had everything go wrong <laughs> with my skin. Like I never looked attractive. I, I don't believe for like a year and a half. I didn't look in a mirror um, for at least a year. It was so bad. I had to go through detox after detox after detox. Um, I had to put so much stuff on my skin. I accidentally put lemon oil on my skin and it burnt it because I left it on for too long. My skin would break and weep on my chin. I had to put like, I had to like almost tape up my face um, sometimes to go out in public. And there was uh, two weeks where one week at a time I didn't leave the house. Um, Now this was before quarantine. Now it doesn't seem that bad. But this was before quarantine was a thing. This was in 2017. And so... I just couldn't. I was like, I feel so ugly. And so, but what really came out of that season was, okay, am I only as valuable as I look? Am I only as valuable as how people see me? Because I still have to live in the world. I still have to go to work and stuff. And what I realized is people still valued me. They didn't um, like me only because I looked a certain way, but I actually have a personality. I had a heart. Um, God started speaking to me about, hey, you're actually amazing. I love you. I I love that you're quirky. I love that you're outgoing. I love that you're fun. Um, you have so much more to offer than just the way that you look. Um, and so I became really confident in like my personality and just like, okay, I'm going to let you Lord meet me in these places of vulnerability right now, because I feel like I have nothing to offer because I don't look very attractive and actually allowing the Lord to work on that in my heart was massive. And then, and then I got a confidence on on the outside too. That season ended, praise Jesus. Um, and I have no scarring either. Um, and people look at photos from back then um, where I literally had my whole face taped up or I showed, like you could see this, this, the acne that I had. And um, they're like, it's crazy you don't have scarring. I just used some really incredible oils um, that repaired my skin. But I really, yeah, grew in confidence in the outward as well. And so my biggest prayer, and I'm not 100% amazing at it yet, but it's like, oh, Lord, no matter how I look, no matter what my weight is, let me always be just very satisfied in my body and how you created me. Um, because, you know, I don't want to be comparing myself to people on the screen or in a magazine because that's not, for one, it's not real. And as much as we can know that in our head, it's really hard to know in our hearts when we're like, oh, I don't measure up, I'm not as pretty as this, or I'm not as attractive or skinny or whatever. Um, but I want to, no matter what I look like to just be really, really like content and to feel amazing. And I really believe that only comes from the Lord. And so I feel like there's a quiet confidence in embracing who you are that people find very attractive and it's, and you're not doing it so that people find you attractive, but you will love yourself so much more. There's parts of you that you don't necessarily like. I would start by taking them to the Lord. Lord, what do you say about this? Start talking to him about it. Start dialoguing. Start having downloads of truth from heaven that actually replace those lies, 
those lies that are trying to steal, kill and destroy your life, your confidence, your self-esteem, your self-worth. It's all tied in. Your confidence doesn't come from what you wear. It doesn't come from, you know, external influences. It doesn't matter if you're introverted, extroverted. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what your personality is like. Um, it's you actually partnering with who God says that you are and knowing that you are creating his image and that, um, you know, you're amazing. And, and I'm not even saying that like, oh, you know, in, in certain circles, like, oh, you're amazing. You're amazing. You're all amazing. But actually like for me, knowing that like, oh, I'm actually like, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty awesome person. Like I, I, you know, and that wasn't an arrogant way. I'm like, yeah, people would want to get to know me. Like, why wouldn't they? And like people, of course would want to date me. I'm like super fun. Why wouldn't they want to date me? It's like that kind of you're amazing is what I'm talking about. Um, knowing that you have things to offer people that they will leave an interaction with you feeling blessed and leave an interaction with you feeling better off than before. They will leave a dating experience with you feeling better off than they did before. Knowing that people would want to get to know you. They would want to be in your, in your circles because the more you believe that, honestly, things change in the atmosphere around you. There's nothing worse than somebody who really doesn't like themselves and believes that nobody else will ever like them. You can usually see them in social settings. They're sitting by themselves. They're very removed. They're very closed off. They have a big old don't approach me sign on their forehead and they might not even know it. But what they're, what they're truly believing about themselves is being projected and is keeping people at bay. Um, and so I think first, Firstly, we go through healing and and aligning um, our image, our self-image and our worth and self-esteem, everything like that for ourselves. It's always for ourselves first because that's part of the healing journey. It's part of coming closer into Christ-likeness and being sanctified and seeing ourselves the way he sees us and growing in um, confidence of like, oh, I'm exactly who I've been created to be. And then secondly, the overflow of that will be onto your dating relationship. I would never recommend somebody go after healing just to be able to date well, but that's going to be the, the natural overflow of the blessing that you receive. Um, yeah. Did you want to add anything? Just that's amazing. I don't really have anything to share. You did great. <laughs> Look at you. Look at me with googly eyes. Yeah. You love me. So in love with you. Aww. What? Now it's PG. That was BD13, we just smooched. <laughs> and by smooch, I mean pecked. With tongue. No, it wasn't with tongue. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like, I really felt the Lord on that last bit especially. I feel like maybe it took all episode to get to that point of what he was doing. And so, yeah, how about we just pray over everybody listening. We just pray that confidence. Yeah, go for it, man. You know? No, you're, you're in. <laughs> this is all you. All right, Lord, I just... I thank you for each person that's listening, Lord. I pray that you will realign their identity, that you will speak to them about areas in their lives where they have not believed the truth of who you say that they are. Lord, I pray that you will just love them and comfort them and guide them as they come into the confidence of knowing whose they are and who they are. I pray for self-love to increase. Lord, I, I call forth just the loving yourself movement. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing, but we're going to make it a thing with every person that's listening, Lord. Father, I pray for identities to be just so solidified in the foundation of who you are. 
And I thank you that you created us all unique. You created us each in your image and likeness and that we are each a unique representation of your nature and character. And so, Father, I pray for self-love, love of who you've created us to be to increase and the confidence to know that there is no flaw in us that you've put there, Lord, that you did not make a mistake in us. And I ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on. Come on. Awesome. Well, guys, I hope you have a blessed day. Thank you for um, sticking with us this far into the episode. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, it was a bit of a mess in the middle there, but we got we, we stuck the landing, I think. <laughs> awesome. We love you guys. Have an awesome day. Bye. <laughs>